Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out-of-this-world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I have on numerologist, among other things, Anne-Marie McKenzie. We're going to bring her on in just a second, but first a couple of announcements. If you have not had the opportunity to grab my free 20-minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, make sure you do that on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. And if you are coming to Hawaii, specifically to the Big Island, on the Kona side, come on one of my Big Island UFO tours where you will see the night sky in a whole new way using my Advanced Generation 3 military night vision goggles. And we see amazing stuff every time. So without further ado, going to bring on Anne-Marie. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for this conversation and to connect with your community today. Well, I am too, and especially now that you just gave me a little more info um, before we got went on live here about aliens and Sasquatch. I love because <laughs> I'm from the Northwest too, and I love Squatch. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But before we get into that, um, first thing I want to ask you, just so we can understand, like how you got into the work that you do, is you know what's your background? Spiritual, religious, something else? How'd you grow mm. up? Well, when I was really young, I was connecting to spirits. I think that it's something that's generational. I believe that other women in my family have this ability to do it, but it's suppressed. Uh, a story from my grandmother in this very large farmhouse that we grew up in. She always talks about this one room that I would spend a lot of time in. And whenever she would find me in there, I would be speaking to my friends. Okay. And so... You know, I just took that as imaginary friends as a as a child. And then the older I got, the more stories would come out specifically about that farmhouse and the ghosts that lived within that farmhouse. Okay. As a teenager, I was really interested in religion. I wanted to understand it. I wanted to figure out why there was this fear that was being instilled in people in organized religion. And I would do things like make friends based on their denomination. So that way I could have a sleepover with them and then go to their church on Sunday. <laughs> and I, looking back, I'm like, that's a really odd thing for a child to do, but I do understand it now. And so I was born and raised kind of Catholic in one way. Um, when my mother got divorced, that was not cool. And I still connected to the Catholic church through other uh, relatives and mm -hmm. it wasn't for me, but spirituality was. And mm -hmm. I started looking into things like astrology and reading books about astrology and witchcraft and, you know, doing spells and connecting with crystals and using essential oils and all things uh, natural in the natural world. And this went on for decades, and I would say it wasn't until I was in my mid-30s when I had another tragedy, another loss. Um, my mother was diagnosed with cancer, and within five months, she was gone. And I had dropped everything at the time to be with her because my psychic abilities that I was willing to accept at that time yeah. reminded me of a dream I had as a little girl. And... In that dream, my mom fell off of a cruise ship that we were on and I was yelling for people to help and we were throwing um, 
boys and we were throwing life jackets. And then she started to get encircled by sharks and nobody could save her. And when she announced to me that she had cancer, all of a sudden I remembered that dream as a little girl. And that dream tormented me for months. I was so scared of losing my mom. So when that happened, that gave me the sign that I needed to just drop everything. I was going to lose her and take care of her. And being with somebody when they pass, it changes you. Yeah. If there was any doubts that I had, they were immediately gone. And she showed me that she still exists, that she's still with me, and that our family was going to be okay. And there was also a little bit of... Um, information that she was sharing with me that she wasn't okay like she wasn't quite ready to go yet and so I started doing some spiritual work with her and everything my world just like completely blew up from there it was time for me to stop hiding it was time for me to step out of the spiritual closet I guess you could say start yeah. tapping into my spiritual gifts and I'm the very creative person but at the time I was so deep in grief that I couldn't fathom creating something from scratch. And one thing that really supported me during that tragedy was something called the desire map, which is rooted in emotional and heart intelligence. And so I started learning how to strengthen my own intuition using feelings and emotions and amplifying those feelings and emotions in the manifestation cycle to couple that with my thoughts and inspired action to change my reality. And I began facilitating retreats and workshops and doing some one-to-one -one coaching with that. And numerology came to me by a fluke in a lot of ways. So I decided to get rid of the corporate gig and okay. go, go all in in my business. And I had done that for a couple of years and then I was affected just like everybody else with that oh, pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and I was forced to shift online and I was talking to another coach and I said, I really want to get clear of my abundance. I can see this pattern and this cycle. Um, mm -hmm. I can see how I've built a lot of other people's dreams for them in the corporate world and working in small businesses and nonprofits, but I really wanted to do it for myself. And she just pointed me in the direction of this five free day masterclass. And it was rooted in numerology. And I literally went into it thinking, and believing that I was not good with numbers because in grade 11 and grade 12, my math marks tanked, absolutely tanked. Okay. And that five-day masterclass reminded me that not only am I amazing with numbers, but mm -hmm. it is part of the language that my soul family, my galactic family uses to connect with me. And it was more of a remembering Okay, and so I jumped in and it was just so easy and so natural. And there was so much flow with the information that that came through. And again, my intuition just blew up. My psychic gifts blew up, blew up, took it to a whole nother level. And then I started integrating it into my work. And now my community is just like more, 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 more. Tell me more. Yeah. And that's where I'm at today. <laughs> Well, I love it. And you know what I totally forgot to do because I was just so excited to jump into the conversation. I forgot to read your bio. <laughs> so I know. So guess what? I'm going to read it real fast because yeah, then sure. we're going to talk about more because, mm -hmm. because really, and I, I want to read the bio because you do so much more than numerology. So yeah. like really, so Anne-Marie is a soulful business strategist who empowers entrepreneurs to align with their purpose, amplify their power, and activate their prosperity. 
I think a lot of us could use that. Mm-hmm. Certified advanced numerology queen, spiritual teacher, and heart-centered coach. She weaves the magical into the practical to elevate consciousness. She's on a mission to support psychic sensitives, creators, and intuitive leaders to integrate the intelligence of their hearts, reclaim their energetic sovereignty, and become the inner authority of a handcrafted life and business they love. She's the creatrix of the Conscious Business Immersion and Collective, Spirit of Your Business VIP Activation Days, the Soulful Planner, and Attracting Your Soulmate Clients Masterclasses and Courses. Okay, so tell me when you, okay, when you immersed yourself in numerology, what did that end up doing for you personally? That then, yeah, so like, how did your life change? Or your business change? I'm like, this is more than an hour. Okay, so immediately, Mm -hmm. I felt connected to my purpose. Okay. I had a lot of breakdowns to breakthroughs going through this course. I thought that I was just going to be learning about the energy of numbers. And it ended up being so eye-opening in terms of who I am and what I'm here to do. And it was a remembering. It wasn't, it yeah. wasn't, yeah, somebody telling me, oh, by the way, you're a spiritual teacher. When I was told that I'm a seven of clubs in numerology and that represents spiritual knowledge and wisdom and that you're meant to teach this. I broke down because I've known this since I was a teenager and in order to be liked and loved because I'm human, I hid that from a lot of people. And this gave me permission to be me. Okay. So that was number one. Number two is that soul family came to me because of this. It really encourage me to let go of people and situations and places and contracts that weren't in alignment with my values and how it is that I wanted to feel. And because I was able to do that and had the courage to do that and do a lot of releasing and letting go, then it opened up doors for a lot more soul family to come through and conscious conversations like the ones that are happening with you today. Yeah. And third, which I think that was my intention going into it. It was the abundance that comes through because of it. It activated my own prosperity cycle. It reminded me that abundance is our birthright, Mm -hmm. that we are meant to be paid for our gifts and our power and our superpowers. And that the more we have, the more we can give. And it really shifted my mindset and my perspective in terms of, the abundance that I was receiving and how I was energetically blocking my own abundance specifically because I wasn't stepping into my purpose and sharing my gifts. Um, and also how I was giving, I was very much operating from the masculine side Mm -hmm. and not giving the feminine energetics enough space, especially when it came to my business, I was very much approaching it, like the recovering A-type that I am. Well, what's the next strategy I'm going to create? And what am I going to do? And um, how am I going to solve this problem? And I was taking this very action-oriented approach. And because of numerology, I've slowed that down. And I've given a lot more space to create balance within the masculine and feminine to strengthen my force. Okay. Well, 
Beautiful. Um, so how does numerology actually, how do you find your purpose in numerology? How does that mm. work? First and foremost is through our ruling number. So the numerology that I study is rooted in um, Egypt and Atlantis. So it comes from Pythagoras, which many of us might remember from math classes in high school. Although many people are like, I think he had a theorem and I don't remember what it was, but I remember his name. Um, so within that, that school of thought, we work with ruling numbers. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because many people when we study numerology, there's different terms. And mm -hmm. so I just want to be clear on the terms that I'm using. Like some people might say, oh, is that my life path number? Yes. Okay. So the ruling number is the core essence of who it is that we are. And it's based on our birthday. Okay. When it's, we were born. Is that when you add up the numbers? Yeah. So, okay. I, so I'm born March 29th, 1978. So when we add those numbers up and reduce them down to a number between two and 11, I'm a ruling number three. Got it. Our and ruling, <laughs> you're a five. Okay. Our, the numerology that I'm speaking of, we do not give ourselves the number one because that represents oneness, source, all that is. So our ruling numbers go from two to 11 all the other numbers in numerology that we work with are one to nine, which is a manifestation cycle. Okay. So when somebody comes to me to understand their purpose and who it is that they are, I start with the ruling number. So you as a five mm -hmm. in business, I would immediately say you're, you're a transformation guide. You're a change maker. That's you take, <laughs> yeah, you take people on adventures Freedom is your top value. It's why you do what it is that you do. Mm -hmm. You also give freedom to other people. I love that. And it's spot on, right? <laughs> yes. The other cool thing about a five that I really emphasize is that you are connected to all the other numbers. So in numerology, we map it out in a grid. It's a tic-tac-toe grid. Okay. And we start with one at the bottom, two, three, four, five is in the center, six, seven, eight, nine. So you're smack dab in the middle. So you literally represent big heart energy. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite numbers. It's also, interestingly, one of my more challenging numbers to work with. And now okay. maybe I'll explain that yeah. a little bit later. But so because the five sits at the center, you connect to all other numbers, which means you have the ability to work with anybody. Okay. And that's why you do retreats. And that's why you attract large groups of people. It's also why people just tell you things. You've always had this life, right? Where people just tell you things. Yes. And sometimes you're like, that's a bit of an overshare. <laughs> it's, it's because of your five energy. It's a big open heart energy. And people just naturally trust you and they can sense the wisdom within you because you are a hoarder of information and people know that <laughs> that is a, that's a true statement too right yeah okay. so <laughs> there's many layers to our energetic code and our own personal blueprint but i always start there okay because it's the again it's the core essence of who it is that we are it's yeah. who we are intrinsically 
but it's also often the side of ourselves that we don't show other people. That's the one where we have a difficult time being like, okay, I am this. For me as a three, abundance is my birthright. Okay. And I create abundance. I create abundance, period. End of story. I'm an amazing manifester. And my creativity is what calls in abundance. Mm. When I started this business, another person observed me in these one-to-one calls. And she said, do you know that you give people ideas all the time and not just ideas, but like million dollar ideas? I'm like, I do. And she's like, yeah, you're really good at it. Like the things that you come up with in terms of a soulful strategy for their business structure Mm -hmm. blows my freaking mind. Like, where did you study? What certifications do you have? And I'm like, yeah, like I just say what comes through for me to them and channel that information. And that's not something that I embraced for a very long time. And what's interesting, when I look back at my career, the number one challenge that I've had is people steal my ideas. Okay. (laughs) Always. I have had multiple ideas. still. I'm like, you were just a part of this. And then you turned around and duplicated it and just changed one word in the name and you're claiming it as your own. And this happened on repeat. And when I realized Mm -hmm. that's a part of my energetic code is a ruling number three, but I'm an ideator. Creativity equals my abundance. I'm meant to be giving this to other people. Again, I shifted my prosperity cycle and I, instead of hoarding that, I just give it away. I'm like, there's enough. There's enough. This idea isn't meant for me. It is meant for this other person. If that's what they want to do, that's fine. I'm going in this different direction. And that supports me in letting go of this creation that I had because they can carry on that create creation so I can move forward and create something anew. Make sense? It does. And I love how you were able to flip that. Mm-hmm. So to make that work. Me too. <laughs> me too. Because it was challenging for a long time. I know. I could see how, yeah, that would be, especially, you know, if you're still stuck in ego and things mm-hmm. and you're like, well, that's my idea. And yeah, feeling like you said, like hoarding or they're possessing it Mm -hmm. um but how beautiful Mm -hmm. that you can help others yeah generate ideas for them to be successful Mm -hmm. and that creates your success yeah yeah i love it i absolutely love it i know well so okay so what other kinds of information can numerology give us okay so within first of all there's two types of energy that we work with. There's our personal energy and then there's collective energy. So I'm going to hang in the space of our personal energy right now as it relates to our purpose, our power and our prosperity and how we access all of that. So the second number that's really important that I work with is called our personal day number. And that's literally the day that we were born. Okay. So what day were you born? Tuesday. Uh, What's the number? Oh, 19. Okay. Both of those are important. So Tuesday is the beginning of your weekly manifestation cycle and Mercury is your Tuesday. So maybe we'll circle back to that if we have time. Okay. Because you were born on the 19th, one plus nine equals 10 Mm -hmm. and is reduced down to one. Mm -hmm. So your personal day number, this is when we can say, yes, this is me. You are also an ideator. You're an innovator. You're a starter. You forge new pathways you are a representative of source 
God universe, all that is. It's probably why you're like, hey, everybody, you have a galactic family and I can show you how to connect with them. Because as a one, that's naturally what you do. And our personal day number is how we show up to others in the world. Okay. Very interesting. Yes. Yeah. So what is the, what, like the Tuesday, what does that have to do? Well, not well not necessarily numerology related it it is in this sense that every year we go through an energetic theme there's an inspired action that we are invited to take there is results that will come from that there is challenges that will come from that and within each year we go through seven planetary cycles that last 52 days each okay those seven planetary cycles are also the days of the week for you so your Monday is a Tuesday. Okay. And that's aligned with the planet Mercury. So Tuesday for you is a day of awareness. Hmm. Wednesdays will be Venus. Time to tap into love and relationships. Wednesday is Mars for responsibility. Uh, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is Mars. Friday will be Jupiter. Saturday will be Saturn. Jupiter is about blessings. Saturn's about challenges. Sunday will be about Uranus energy, so collective impact. And then you end your cycle in Neptune, which is like an embodiment and an anchoring in of all of the abundance and the, the blessings. Does that make sense? Okay, somewhat. Somewhat, okay. So within the year, we go through those planetary cycles. We okay. go through this in our life as well. Like, again, it goes it goes really deep in terms of the energetic patterns that are coded to us mathematically and scientifically because of the day that oh. our, our soul said, you know what? I think I'm going to go Earthside on this day. And yeah. all of our soul contracts are like, see you there. Can't wait. Okay, so... I mean, because, you know, I know with astrology, human design, other things that um, use birth date information that mm -hmm. like, okay, yes, the day that you were born, the time you're born, all of that mm -hmm. is important as to creating who you are. So um, in terms of, let's say, a soul like me, okay, and, and I, I already kind of know the answer to this, but I just want to hear you, your mm -hmm. perspective. Mm -hmm. So I was born a month late. My due date was in November. I was born in December. And um, I love this. my mother does know when I was conceived because she was on the verge of divorce and I was conceived at my aunt's wedding. <laughs> so my aunt walked in on me being conceived. So um, with that kind of interesting thing, like I know energetically, what was going on with my ET team, like why I stayed in the womb a little bit longer, but I'm curious mm. from a numerology perspective, mm -hmm. what, what might be there? This is hilarious because my partner and I were just talking about this the other day because he did the same thing. He's like, no, no, I'm just going to stay and incubate a little bit longer and hang out with mama. And he was born like right on the cusp of Scorpio. It's like his soul was like, mm, I'm not meant to be a Libra. I'm meant to be a Scorpio. So he's like 0 0.01 degree like into Scorpio. Okay. Okay. So can I ask what your birthday is? Yeah, I'm December 19th. So I'm a Sag. 
19. Do you mind sharing the year? Is that okay with you? I'm good. I just turned 51, 1972. Okay. Yeah. Immediately. uh, I'm not surprised at all because I attract people with multiple ones in their birthday. Hmm. Always. Ooh. Okay. Why did you hang on for for another month? Because November would still have Okay, I'm just going to I'm just looking at this from a numerology perspective solely from the numbers. Yeah. You would have one less one and you have a, a two. That means you would have two, two, two twos. So one thing that I can immediately think of is because it instead of it being November, which is the 11th month, it was the 12th month. Mm-hmm. So that 12 will hold a different energy. One plus two is three versus November would be more related to two as well, 11 and two. Mm-hmm. So that three, again, is connecting you to the creativity and creativity that connects to your abundance and easy manifestation. So okay. your soul wanted you to be um, very familiar with the manifestation cycle and experience that in this life. The other thing that's coming through for me is that instead of having four ones, you were meant to have three ones. So a challenge that four ones have. So that means you got the one from the 12th of December, you have one from 19th and you have one from 1972. If you had four, because you were born in November, four ones are talkers. And often they talk so much that they don't listen to other people. And so scaling back Mm -hmm. supports you in being able to hear and improve your communication and improve your leadership skills. Mm -hmm. And also because you were born in December, you have an extra two. And the two represents psychic abilities and intuition, connection, community, So they wanted you to have an amplification of that, or you wanted yourself to have an amplification of that as an experience in this lifetime. Does that make sense? It does. And this is, you're the first one that's ever explained it this way. So this is fascinating, but that, but it's like, I've never thought to ask that before. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I've never been asked that before. And that's like, Again, it, I, I know it's not a coincidence that I just had this conversation a couple of days ago about why did you just hang in your mama's belly? Like, were you just like, I'm not ready to do life yet? Or, and he said, I, I truly do believe I'm meant to be a Scorpio, that I was meant to experience that energy and not that of a Libra. I'm like, okay, fair enough. That's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Cause yeah, my son, he was actually three weeks early. Mm. And then my daughter, she tried to be early, but then she stayed in and then I had to have her induced. Then she was like, nope. (laughs) My question to you is, is your daughter indecisive in this lifetime? Um, Or was that just when she was being born? She was like, I want to. No, I don't. I want to. No, I don't. Well, actually, the situation, her father, um, he was extremely toxic. and. And yeah. yeah, so I ended up in the hospital about 33 weeks bleeding and they couldn't mm. figure out why. And so I don't think she was necessarily meant to come out then that she was yeah. trying to come out, but it was, 
my body's way of being like, hey, you need to back off, bud. Give mm -hmm. me rest because mm -hmm. I was not being allowed to actually be a happy pregnant person. Okay. So. Okay. That's amazing that even before she was earthside, your souls had that connection to be like, this is the safest time and the best time for me to, um, to join you in this journey. Yeah. Amazing. Very interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, so let's switch to, I guess, more of the collective. Sure. So we're entering, we're now in 2024, right? So yeah. when, this is being recorded. We're in this seven energy year. So I always, it's so important for inner reflection before outer action. So it's really important for us to, to really understand the energies that were before us so that way we can anchor into what we're in now. So the seven energy year was a year of spiritual awakening. It's a, it's a spiritual badass number. When we think about the number seven, think about everything about seven, like there's the seven wonders of the world and the seven colors of the rainbow and seven notes in a musical scale and seven layers of our skin and seventh heaven and the seven underworlds, like the amount, seven days of creation. Seven is the only number that can't be divisible by pi. So it like sits outside of the circle of life from a mathematical perspective. So it's like, it isn't in it because it is it, if that makes sense. It's just, it's just such a magical number. And many people in 2023 were shedding more skin in terms of who it is that they are. And we, we experienced a lot of loss because of it, loss of relationships, loss mm -hmm. of money, loss of, um, sometimes ideas like I love Elizabeth Gilbert's book um I'm gonna forget big magic and she talks about if you have an idea you kind of like toss it up in the air mm -hmm. and if you don't do something about it and anchor it then that idea kind of floats around and someone else can go whoop and pick it up and so that's what this year has been for so many people in my community it's like I'm knackered. I feel like going to the woods, like what's happening to me. And it was very difficult and very challenging because the seven, the spiritual assignments that we experience because of it are through loss. And that supports us in waking up. <laughs> like It really does. And, and it's unfortunate, but it's also beautiful because it's what we need to make space for what's to come. So 2024 is an eight energy year. And eight is infinite abundance. I love, yeah. I love eight, right? Yeah. And you, when you look at it, right, it's like momentum and flow. Right. Um, it really represents the polarization that we live in, the duality that we live in, this dichotomous world that we live in. To me, it's like as above, so below. Yeah. It's that connection to the heavens and the earth. To, the gal to, to our galactic families and our earth families, right? And it supports us in creating momentum and flow to find that sweet spot. Mm. So it's about commitment and it's about devotion and it's about mastery. So like I get goosebumps thinking about it because this is when we have this opportunity to really look back and go, I did it. 
I did it. And this is what it was for. This is what it was all for. There's like, there's, yeah, just this, um, this excitement and this joy uh, of the abundance that has come through because of everything that we've experienced in the past. Okay. And so how, as a collective consciousness then, so what does this look like in the world versus like when you have your personal, what it like mm. is, because we have our personal years we besides do. just what we're born as. So yeah. how do those play out? So for those listening, if you're interested in the calculations, so 2024, two plus zero plus two plus four equals eight. That's where we're getting the number eight from. If you want to know your personal year, it's your birthday. So the month and the day you were born plus 2024. And our personal cycle isn't January, like the Gregorian calendar, it will be our birthday. So I'm in a personal nine year cycle, and that will continue until March 29th. And then on March 29th, that's when I shift into a one energy year. So hopefully that makes sense for the listeners and you guys can do your own little calculations. So you can see like the layers, you can be like, because an eight energy year collective with me going through a nine personal. Yeah. So here, this is what I mean. So nine is um, endings and completion and death and letting go. It's also celebration. Like I, I really have this visualization of graduation day with the nine energy, like we did it right. Respect the work. Uh, and so when I step into an eight energy year and January's a nine energy month, and I'm in my nine personal cycle, girl got a lot of forgiveness to work on still. Okay. That's going to be my focus is okay. I've done a lot of work. I've looked at what's toxic, what's unhealthy, what's not in alignment with my values. I've let it go. I've forgave. Oh, maybe I haven't a little bit more work to do there. Um, and I'm creating that high level vision for the future. And as it relates to the infinite abundance that I am calling in, what do I want to be devoted to? What do I want to commit myself to? Then I come back to my own purpose. Mm -hmm. Girl, you're a creator. <laughs> Your creativity is on fire. Yeah. And in order for me to be creative, I got to plan more vacations. Come to Hawaii. <laughs> We've already talked about it. Trust me. I've already put it out there. And one of my friends who's a spiritual librarian says, I've always dreamt of having writing retreats in Hawaii. And I said, well, we should partner up with Lisa, figure out when she's doing her thing. And then we can have this, you know, you can have your retreat and then we can go and do our retreat and join Lisa. And she was like, that is amazing. Yeah. So those seeds are already planted. Trust me. Right. Excellent. Yeah. So, and, and I'm the work that I do as a soulful business strategist, this is what it means the soulful part of the business strategy. This is what it means. It's our well-being is first and foremost before profits. It's, it's about taking care of ourselves first and really looking at this is who I am. This is what I'm here to do. This is the power I'm here to embody. And I'm going to activate my prosperity because of this, because the more I have, the more I can give. Yeah. And in order to do that, this is what it looks like for me. So next week, for example, I realized I had only one client booked. And I'm like, hmm. So I reached out and I have soulmate clients. And I'm like, hey, girl, you're the only one that's booked this week. And so I'm thinking I should go into the woods. 
what do you think about meeting a couple days early or at the end of the month? And she was like, do it immediately was like, shift it. Bing, bang, boom. I have seven days blocked off and we're ideating right now of where we can go and do that. So it's, it really is yes. Tapping into your own personal energies, but because we are healers, because we are metaphysical teachers, because we are coaches, because we are guides, putting ourselves first is so important, right? We cannot possibly do the work that we do and take care of other people unless we take care of ourselves first. So that's where I'm coming from. And that's where I always come from with the people that I work with. And that's how the numbers support us in creating that plan. So somebody might say, well, when's the best time for me to take that vacation? And Mm -hmm. I can look at the overall numbers like we're talking about today, or I can step into something that's more advanced numerology. And I can say, this is definitely a time for you to not take a vacation. If you do, it's going to be a little bit more challenging than any other time. But based on, you know, what's coming through for you this year, I would recommend this time or this time. And it really supports us to create confidence and validate often what someone's intuition was already telling them. Okay. Now, someone this just came to me. So if someone is planning on maybe opening a new business, mm-hmm. doing something, then I'm assuming that the numerology plays into what that, the personality of that business is going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, there's a lot of heart centered leaders that I work with another numerologist and they're considering their programs and services and launching. And we always look at themes, even, even just from a content and marketing strategy, for example, in January, I will talk a lot about forgiveness. Okay. I will guide people through forgiveness meditations, the cards that I pull, like when we do tarot or when I'm doing Oracle card readings will be focused on releasing, letting go forgiveness because again that's what we're all experiencing as the collective and by healing ourselves that's how we heal the world right absolutely starts with us it does in february will be a one energy month so it's a great time to beta test things it's a great time to forge new paths to start new things okay is february always a one no no okay it's it's because 2024 is the eight. Yeah. And then when you add, did I, oh yeah, I did do that right. So when you add one, cause January is the first month, mm-hmm. one plus eight equals nine. Got it. Then we roll into February, the second month, two plus eight equals 10, but we're working with a one to nine manifestation cycle when it comes to day, month and year energy. Okay. 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 And then March will be two energy, April, three energy, and so on. Okay. 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 So for, I'm just, I was doing, trying to figure out the math. <laughs> so <laughs> calculator out. Um, okay. So before I ask my question, I guess, what else do we need to know about numerology from your perspective and like why someone really needs to understand this for themselves. Mm. The matrix that we are in is coded with numerology. Okay. 
And the reason why numerology was then put into a deck of cards was to hide the information that they uncovered when they created it because they realized that this information in the wrong hands can be used to manipulate and coerce people. And it is. Okay. There's many world events. I don't want to say I'm a fortune teller, but I so loved any movie with fortune tellers in it and those little machines uh, that we used to tap in and they would give you a fortune or fortune cookies. But I'm able to use numerology and somewhat predict some of the world events. Okay. Like this is when there's going to be a fall in leadership. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I know like right now, you know, shifting into Aquarius, that that's huge for like structures breaking down and all of that, yeah. right? And so from a numerology perspective, is there anything that you have seen in 2024 that we just need to maybe be like eyes open on? Mm. Because the eight does represent infinite abundance, I do feel there'll be a shift in power in terms of There will, there will be a shift in power and either there will be a shift in wealth or the awakening that people will come to is how wealth is distributed in our world. Hmm. So there's many of us who have been trained and learning about metaphysics for a long time. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, yes. <laughs> So many more people will be like, she doesn't have a tinfoil hat. And that was true, what she was saying all along. Just knowing that 1%, it's 1% of the world that holds the majority of the wealth. Right. And then below that is the banks. And then below that is the corporations. And then below that is the government. And then below that is us. Like just understanding that pyramid mm -hmm. and where we have been put in that power grid. And then to also realize that it just takes 1%. It just takes 1% to shift the energies for the entire collective. So the reason why I know that numerology came to me and the reason why I'm meant to incorporate all of this as a soulful business strategist is yeah. I guide people to understand these energetics and to align with this energy because we know how to do this. We understand how to operate on the high vibration on the higher frequencies of this energy. And by doing that, we raise the frequency of the collective and the planet. Beautiful. 1%. Yeah. That's all it takes. And it's something as simple as today's a two energy day. This would be a brilliant day to have a conscious conversation with Lisa about numerology because it's about community. It's about connections. It's about partnerships. It's about unity as the way forward. It's about our intuition and strengthening our intuition and our psychic abilities. So it's a perfect day. I love it. Absolutely. Well, yeah. so I, I would like you to go more into um, your connection 
that you've experienced through numerology with your galactic guides and family? Like, how did, how did that come to you? I've always worked with a spiritual support team. I didn't always call them a spiritual support team or a council or a galactic family. I didn't, I just thought of them maybe as angels. Okay. Um, yeah. With numerology, it has supported me to understand when they're speaking to me and the messages that they're sharing with me. So the hits I get now will be number sequences. I always have, but I didn't pay attention to them before. So many people are like, oh yeah, I see 1111 all the time. It's a very common one uh, that our, that our team, our council, our galactic family will, will talk to us through. Um, And then the next question is always like, well, how do I know what it means? Like whatever the number is, how do I know what it means? And my recommendation is always to just pause first, anchor into the present moment and just ask yourself, like, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? And what am I doing? Okay. And the message is your guides are saying you're in alignment or out of alignment. That's it. So you're like, oh, I was talking about how I shouldn't eat this mini score bar as a snack this afternoon because I want to put my bathing suit on later or whatever. And I'll look over and see two, two, two. And my guides are like, stop, eat the mini score bar and just paddle and swim and whatever. Just let it go. Stop feeling so guilty. Right. It could be just something simple like that. Um, It could be something a little bit more divine. Mm-hmm. And when you start to understand the energetics of each of the number, then you can start to understand the messages that are being shared through the patterns of numbers. So, for example, I've been working with the Lionsgate portal, which was open from July 27th to August 12th and mm-hmm. peaked on the 8th. And this is the first year that I really embrace that it's a period of time and not August 8th. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to do a closing out ritual. And the people that I was working with in community, they had a ritual, it was on Zoom, it was a five o'clock and I wanted to be outside on the water. It was sunny, it was a gorgeous day, it was hot. I wasn't, I was like, my, my energy was a little bit low and a little bit off and the thought of like being on Zoom mm-hmm. wasn't resonating. So my partner and I grabbed our paddle boards and we went on an adventure. And while I was on the water, I started doing like what I call floating prayer or floating meditation. So what I would have done in ritual with all my crystals and my candles and my Palo Santo and my Oracle cards, I just did that on my board and um, expressed extreme gratitude for the abundance that's coming through for me. And I kept saying, how does it get any better than this? What else is possible? I kept declaring and stating all of life comes to me with ease, joy and glory and grace and joy and freedom and abundance and love. And I just made it this floating prayer and this floating ritual. And we found a little cave that looked like a portal. In a way, we were laughing because it kind of looked like a vagina. And I was like, this is a message, right? To enter into more of the feminine energy. Like we all just really accepted it and trusted the information that came through. And on our way back, I looked up And amongst the trees, there's a train track on the other side. 
and there was an old train car and on it, I kid you not, said 8888. Okay. Yeah, you can't make that up. <laughs> I'm like, are you seeing this? And you couldn't take a photo and actually get it. Like you had to float by to be like, that's an eight and then get through some of the branches and be like, that's another eight and then go, that's four eights. I'm like, you can't make this up. I'm like, we just got four eights on the Lionsgate portal on the closing ritual day. And I listen to my intuition and my guides are telling me the abundance is coming through. You have strong foundations of abundance because there's four of them. You can feel that safety. You can feel that stability. You can feel that security of abundance that's coming through. I know that you feel like you're losing a lot, mm. but it's coming. Keep trusting in that. Yeah. And day made, right? Like <laughs> absolute day made. Yeah. So, okay. There might be people wondering, well, what, a, you know, if I'm not an eight, if I'm not, you know, people who think that maybe their number doesn't support abundance. Mm. What would you say to that? All numbers support abundance. Okay. One, abundance of ideas. Two, connection. Mm -hmm. The three energy will be creativity. Four, your abundance comes through your leadership skills. Mm -hmm. Five, your abundance comes through transformation. Six, your abundance comes through harmony. Seven, your abundance comes through wisdom. Eight, your abundance comes through mastery. And nine, your abundance comes through by being a beacon of light. Wow. We all have connection to abundance. Yes. Okay. I am. I want everyone to soak that in. Yeah. Anchor <laughs> yeah. into that because, again, the matrix that they've created and coded really has this low vibration and this low frequency that keeps us in that fear state that we are in scarcity. Yeah. And there's a lot of messages coming through in 2023 about that, right? We're in a recession and everything's going up, you know, there's not enough. And I'm like, stop, there is enough. There yeah. is absolutely enough. I remember speaking to a client in the UK and this was right after the queen passed and okay. she was talking about, and she works in finances. And so we're having a deep conversation about this. And I said, how much money did they spend on that queen's funeral? And she goes, a ridiculous amount. So then we were talking about this and I said, where did that money go? And she paused for a moment and I said, mm -hmm. it circulated back into the matrix for all of us to have access to it. So you're in this place in this vibration and this frequency and thinking that there's not enough and you're in scarcity mindset, but they just dropped a pretty penny on the queen's funeral mm -hmm. and that got paid out for flowers and outfits and new hats and dinners and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And she goes, I never really thought of it that way. I said, even the pandemic, mm -hmm. yes, the world shut down. Yes, many of us had to pivot and change and do things differently and we lost jobs. But how much money <laughs> was spent on that? Where did that money go? It's in circulation, it exists mm -hmm. and we have access to it and we can tap into it. But 
not if we are operating from that vibration or that frequency that there's not enough. If we're in fear and we're operating out of scarcity and we're acting that way, that the, that's what the universe is going to hear. Oh, what's that? <laughs> you're, you're stressed out. Well, I'll just send you more stress. Oh, you're frustrated. Yeah. I'll give you more things to be frustrated about. But if we pause and sit back into, I'm abundant. I don't know who she is, but she came to me from Vancouver, BC. I met her through Dr. Lisa and she reminded me that an abundance is our birthright and it's mm-hmm. abundance for everybody in 2024. And I'm going to operate from that place and I'm going to devote myself to it and I'm going to commit myself to it. And I'm going to step into mastery of my abundance. I'm going to see what happens. So you're you're sending it. those vibes out and that's what comes back, right? Like throwing a pebble in a pond. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, in our just very last bit of time here, where can people find you? How do you work with clients? My website is amorymckenzie.com. My socials are on there as well. I love playing in Instagram and I have a Facebook group, the conscious business leaders. Um, Monthly, I have a group called the conscious business collective. So we hang out the first Wednesday every month for two hours. It's entrepreneurs from all over the world. And I love everybody that comes in and we talk about the energy of the month. Okay. And we have conscious conversations around it to calibrate to this energy And we really look at soulful strategies to implement in our life and business to align with these energies to, yeah, amplify our power and activate our prosperity. Okay. Beautiful. Well, I have so enjoyed having you on. Uh, This is, and yeah, we're going to have to get together. (laughs) I know, right? I'm like, we will be friends, please. My partner's like, tell me more about this. Like we, I just, I can't stress this enough. I know that nothing happens by coincidence and randomly you came on a facebook group inviting guests and i did a little digging and i said i feel like i have to know this person and let's just see what happens and i'm really glad that we connected and i can't thank you enough again for allowing me to connect with your community and yeah let's keep this conversation going absolutely well Thank you for being here. And for those of you listening and watching, always thank you. And I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha.